Please listen carefully. Hello, and welcome to Caveat Realtor with Virginia Realtors, where we discuss the real issues that realtors face. I'm Jessica Toon. And I'm Laura Farley. Remember, Caveat Realtor is meant to provide general legal information. Nothing we discuss should be considered as legal representation or legal advice. Hi, Jessica. Hey, Laura. How are you? I'm good. How are you? Good. Christmas is over. I know. Putting my house back together. Isn't that nice? Ooh, I mean, it's nice. I'm hoping it's a quick sprint to springtime. Nice weather. Yeah, but you know what comes with spring? What? The risk of floods as all that snow melts. it's true. April showers bring floods sometimes. Yes, they can. (laughs) So... Yeah. So actually, before we start talking about flood insurance, which is what we're going to talk about today, we're going to um, talk about some exciting New Year news from Virginia Realtors. Yes. Virginia Realtors is excited to announce the hiring of our new chief economist, Dr. Lisa Sturdivant. Lisa and her research firm will provide a major benefit for all Virginia Realtors by providing economic reports and research to enhance members' knowledge of the housing market. This research will contribute to job creation efforts, supporting the endeavors of both home buyers and property renters. Lisa will also be supporting the work of Martin Johnson and the government relations team, providing data and insight to heighten their work with policymakers. Her research will incorporate all regions of the Commonwealth. We are excited to welcome Lisa to our association, and we look forward to her insightful work that will help keep our members ahead of the game. Right. So let's go ahead and get into flood lore because we've got a lot to talk about today. Yes, we do. So flood is always a controversial topic and one we get a lot of questions on. Disclosure obligations and risks are different for buyers, sellers, and even agents. And of course, differ depending on the property involved. So first, let's get a little baseline. Let's talk about how flood insurance actually works. Sounds like a good idea. Yeah. Under federal law, a lender can't make, increase, extend, or renew a loan secured by a residential property located in a special flood hazard area. I'm putting that in quotation marks. You can't see it, though. Unless the property securing the loan is covered by flood insurance. So anytime a financial institution is going to be involved in a loan secured by a residential property, the lender must determine whether the property is located in a special flood hazard area. Now, Laura, can you tell us what that is? Sure. The Federal Emergency Management Agency, which pretty much everyone knows as FEMA, is the agency that actually handles the administration of the flood insurance program required by the legislation we just talked about. FEMA defines a, quote, special flood hazard area, I'm making those air quotes because I saw you do it, as the area that will be inundated by the flood event having a 1% chance of being equaled or exceeded in any given year. Oh, that's dense, Laura. Yeah, that is. Let's <laughs> talk about it a little bit more plainly in, stuff, in, in terms you guys usually are aware of, and that's going to be, this is usually referred to as the 100-year floodplain. It includes several different flood hazard areas on the FEMA map. If you were to look at the areas of risk as low, moderate, and high, then this is going to be your high-risk area. Right. So if flood insurance is required on the property, minimum required insurance coverage must be equal to the lesser of, one, the outstanding principal balance of the loan, two, the maximum amount available under the flood insurance program for the type of structure, or three, the insurable value of the property. And the maximum amount under the flood insurance program for a residential structure for one to four families is $250,000. For a multifamily residential structure, five or more families, that amount is 500000 And if the property is located in a special flood hazard area and the flood insurance is required, after determining the risk and coverage requirements, the lender must notify the borrower within a reasonable time before completing the transaction or closing. However, there is no clear-cut definition of reasonable time, so it can be helpful to have a discussion with your purchasing clients about flood information early on in the process. 
perhaps before the lender reaches out per this requirement, and we'll talk about that more in a little bit. And of course, the homeowner or buyer can and may want to buy flood insurance, even if the property is not located in a special flood hazard area. Absolutely. Uh, You guys are all probably aware that the typical homeowner insurance policy does not cover flood damage. And around 20% of claims submitted through the National Flood Insurance Program are actually from areas considered low or moderate risk of flooding. So in other words, not special flood hazard areas with mandatory flood insurance coverage. And while most people think of a flood as water coming in from a full river, bay, or ocean, FEMA's definition of flood actually includes three fairly broad categories. One, the overflow of inland or tidal waters, which is your standard overflowing river. Two, the unusual and rapid accumulation or runoff of surface waters from any source. And three, mudslides proximately caused by flooding. Of course, as with any insurance policy, there are caveats and some exclusions. And an insurance agent familiar with flood would be the best person to talk to regarding the risks and coverage associated with any particular property or situation. Right, that's really important. Yes. For example, what if the property in question isn't in a flood zone, but it's close to one? Floodplains can change, which could put this property in a flood zone one day. If that happens, the homeowner will have to pay for flood insurance at that time, and it could affect the property's value. That's right. Per federal law, if a lender determines during the life of a loan that the loan is not covered by flood insurance, but it should be, or if the flood insurance amount is deficient, they must notify the borrower and the borrower must purchase or increase their flood insurance coverage with that 45-day notice period. If the borrower does not do that, the lender must purchase the flood insurance and then they will add it to the borrower's loan. This is called force placing. So now that we've done a little bit of that background information on flood insurance, let's get to the real, the real meat of the issue here. As a real estate agent, not an insurance agent, What's to do? It's a good question. Yeah, the answer is our favorite. It depends. It depends. So let's start with buyers. If you're representing the buyer, we recommend being the source of the source to your client. You may have heard us say that in our, um, you know, in our classes that we that we provide. So, but what does that mean? It means referring your clients to the resources they need to perform their own due diligence to determine the flood risk for the properties that they are thinking about putting offers in on. So you can tell them where the FEMA maps are located. And you should refer them to an insurance agent who does flood policies. Preferably, have a list of carriers or agents to provide your clients so they can pick one that works for them. It does not mean analyzing and telling your clients what you think their risk is. And Jessica, why not? Well, due to the laws of nature and construction impacts, floodplains and maps are constantly in flux. And as is national legislation regarding the cost of flood insurance, which is backed by the federal government. For years, the National Flood Insurance Program operated at a large loss because some properties were subsidized at artificially low rates. The most recent federal legislation, passed in 2014, is designed to raise rates at a slow but steady basis until they more accurately reflect the true cost of living in some of the high-risk areas. So in other words, it's a really complicated system with a lot of moving parts, and some other professionals, like insurance agents and lenders, are simply in a better position to inform your clients of the current risks and up-to-date information with regard to the cost of insurance now and provide their analysis of what the costs might be going forward. Um, There are lots of coverage options, including right now some grandfathered rates for buildings with continuous coverage, and also preferred risk policies in certain low or moderate risk areas. Now, referring your clients to other sources of information does not mean that you, as the agent, shouldn't talk to them about flood risks generally and the benefits of flood insurance. And that means that you should be generally familiar with how the flood insurance system works and the laws around it. Not an expert by any means, but generally familiar. Going through the Residential Property Disclosure Act form with them is a good place to start. 
Section 10 clearly states that the seller is making no representations with respect to whether the property is located in a special flood hazard area. You should point this out to them and make sure that they understand what that means. By talking about the potential risk of flood with your clients and going over the disclosure obligations, or lack thereof, or of sellers under Virginia law, and then referring your clients to the proper reference materials and professionals, you're doing your job of properly advising them while also limiting your risk. Okay, so now that we've mentioned the seller's obligations, let's go into those. As a listing agent, you should be aware of what the seller's obligations are and, of course, what your own obligations are under the law. So let's first talk about the sellers themselves. So as Laura just said, Section 10 of the Virginia Residential Property Disclosure Act states that the seller is making no representations with respect to whether the property is located in a special flood hazard area. We're saying that again. Emphasis added. (laughs) It puts the burden on the buyers to do the due diligence, like talking to their lender and reviewing the necessary maps and information to determine whether flood insurance is required. And this makes sense because, as we just discussed, maps can change. Absolutely. Sellers don't have a disclosure obligation period. Now, it's really important to distinguish here between obligations to disclose whether the property is located in a special flood hazard area and thus legally requires flood insurance on the property and obligations to disclose actual flood damage that has not been remediated. The fact that the property requires flood insurance is not an adverse fact pertaining to the physical condition of the property that the listing agent would be required to disclose. However, depending on the particular circumstances, actual flood damage or ongoing flooding that cannot be remediated may be considered an adverse fact that you as the listing agent would be obligated to disclose if you had actual knowledge. So now we know that as the listing agent, you are not required to disclose that the property requires flood insurance, but there are some benefits to disclosing, which you should discuss with your clients and request permission to disclose if they agree. If the property is one where flood insurance is required for the mortgage lender to close it, it is likely to be in the best interests of your client, the seller, to ensure that the ultimate purchaser of the property can get their loan approved. Otherwise, they're not selling that property to that buyer. Nope. If the buyers would be at the top of their loan amount by buying the property and the cost of the mandatory flood insurance will put them over the top, the contract may fall apart as part of that financing contingency. And it's not in anyone's best interest for this to happen. Your client would be better off only having buyers who can afford the entirety of the loan plus the flood insurance putting in offers. Right. And further, under federal law right now, your client, the seller, might be able to transfer their flood insurance policy to the new purchaser, which may be at a lower rate than if the purchaser obtained a new policy under current rates. Doing this could keep the deal intact, but it would be helpful to know that up front. Absolutely. So again, an insurance agent familiar with flood insurance is the one who can help your client out here. Hopefully the seller who has a policy already in place can discuss this with their agent. If not, FEMA has a list of insurance companies that sell flood insurance in contacts that you can then refer your client to. All right, Jessica, let's take it to the legal hotline. Take it to the legal hotline. So the first question is, are a seller and or listing agent legally obligated to disclose the fact that a portion of the residence lies within the 100-year floodplain? No. Oh, it wasn't. It depends. Tell me more. The answer is no. As we discussed earlier, the Virginia Residential Property Disclosure Act alleviates the seller from being obligated to disclose that any part of the property is located in a special flood hazard area, which is another way of saying the 100-year floodplain. Further, the need for flood insurance is not a required disclosure because a flood insurance requirement is not an adverse fact pertaining to physical condition of the property. However, remember that if you as the listing agent have knowledge that the property has previously flooded and was not remediated, or has continuous flooding that cannot be remediated, 
This may be considered a material ad- materially adverse fact that you would need to disclose. And there's some case law in Virginia that supports this, mm-hmm. unfortunately. Yes, there is. Okay, next question, Laura. I have a client under contract on an investment property. All conditions of the contract are met, but it has been determined that the property is in a special flood hazard area. The buyer wants a release of the contract due to the cost of non-owner-occupied flood insurance. Does he have a voidable contract? Should this have been disclosed by the seller who says that they do not have a flood insurance currently? That was actually two questions. Sorry. That's okay. Double question. Yeah. So here the buyer is most likely out of luck, but it depends. So it does not appear that he had a contingency specifically related to obtaining flood insurance at a certain rate. And if he did, then the answer is different, but it doesn't seem as though he does. This example shows why it's important for the buyer to talk to an insurance agent early in the buying process. Different different factors, such as primary residence and occupation of the residence, can certainly affect rates. That's right. Um, So, Laura, are there any other ways that I could further limit my risk? Sure. First, reach out to a local insurance agent who provides flood coverage. This will help you obtain a knowledge base for talking to your clients and at the same time provide you with a list of professionals that you can recommend to your clients. Buyer agents should talk to their clients about the risks of flooding and encourage them to look into flood insurance options early in the process, as we as we stated a few times. That way, if their dream house is located in a special flood hazard area or even an area with low to moderate risk, they will already have started to think about the potential added cost of coverage. However, you want to make sure that you do not provide a risk assessment or analysis on your own. Communicate that the maps and rates can change for various reasons, both natural and political, and that their lender will ultimately make the call on any required insurance, and an insurance agent can otherwise provide the most up-to-date and competent risk assessment. If your buyer is sensitive to flood insurance concerns, make the sale contingent on obtaining insurance. You can use Virginia Realtors Form 600G, the Home Insurance Contingency Addendum, to do this. Listing agents who agree with their clients to disclose the flood insurance requirements should be sure to get that agreement in writing. Thank you for joining us today. Caveat Realtor is a weekly podcast with episodes released every Tuesday. Our podcast is available for streaming through iTunes, Stitcher, and Google Play. Subscribe to our podcast to get automatic updates when we have a new episode and rate us. Remember, members of Virginia Realtors have access to our legal hotline where we can provide you with legal information. You can access the legal hotline on the Virginia Realtors website under the legal tab on the four members section. Make sure you're logged in to see this page. Thanks. Bye. All of the members of this podcast are attorneys. The legal information in this program is not a substitute for personalized legal advice from an attorney licensed to practice in your jurisdiction. The information provided by Virginia Realtors is general reference work as a public service and does not constitute solicitation or provision of legal advice. We provide this general legal information on an as-is basis. We make no warranties and disclaim liability for damages resulting from its use. Legal advice must be tailored to the specific circumstances of each case, and laws are constantly changing. The information provided in this program should not be used as a substitute for the advice of competent counsel. This has been a production of Virginia Realtors, copyright 2019. This podcast features the song, Please Listen Carefully by Jazar, available under a Creative Commons Attribution Sharealike License. This episode has been brought to you by Struggle Bus. Struggle Bus, driving you to your happy place.